to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAD Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gannon. This is Video Games and Comedy Show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and uh, today we have a uh, another top 10 episode lined up uh, for you folks um, on our uh, road to 200. What is a road to 200, you might be asking yourself as, as a as a listener of uh, a video games, a comedy show. Well, you might have looked down at your Apple device or your uh, Android device and noticed this is uh, episode 195 of the show, meaning that in, in five more episodes, we will be at our big 200th celebration. And um, just like for our top, uh, our, our, uh, our 100th episode, I have been doing uh, top tens, um, each uh, each and every week to kind of gear up to that, but with a little bit of a twist. And the twist is that I've been inviting one guest at a time on uh, on the show uh, to kind of help me go through the top ten. And they are a and they are not a not a new guest, uh, a, a, an old timer, one might say, somebody who's been with the show for for a long time, who represents the show, is emblematic of the show, and this episode is no different. Um, I have the uh, well, the um, the 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 resident uh, international gaming expert himself, Michael Hearn. Hey, thanks. I just flew in from a can. I'm also international film critic and everything oh, over here. Oh, not really. Great. I wish. How I was three thousand uh, years of longing? <laughs> I mean, best film in festival. Ah, uh, you love you love to see it. I love George Miller. It just yeah. means that you're not slicing and dicing. It means that you're I see. getting muscular and everything. Teresa, Teresa I'm not talking to. She's Sorry, so no, I'm not talking to her. <laughs> it's still amazing that you like landed on that specific moment of him being petty and like passive aggressive <laughs> a little. It's it's so funny. It's so funny every time. It's not a good look for like a guy who's all about fitness and strength. No. To, like just have this one side moment of being like, "Hey, I'm going to need to shut you, the only woman who's ever spoken on my things, down right now." <laughs> I I've always said too, just like you know, when you're either super jacked or super tall, it's extra important for you to be super gentle because yes, you just look so much more aggressive, and yeah. like when you're like a ripped. Incredible Hulk type, you know. Yeah, um, it's it's like why we like seeing Hulk all docile and talking in Endgame. You know that what the the time I'm talking about when he's talking and I do just, just being real nice. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, today, um, apropos of Michael Hearn, we are going to be uh talking about our top ten favorite japanese only games these are games that have never left uh, japan mm-hmm. um we'll get into more of our parameters around making this list uh, in our main <laughs> event but uh first we're going to cover uh, what we've been playing and a bit of news Woo-hoo. so uh hern hernold hernold my dear please share with share with the class what have you been playing all right. Well, sadly, surprisingly, not that much uh, Elden <laughs> Ring. Well, not oh. that much in general, but not that much Elden Ring specifically, because some people, even some people who are not characteristically the souls heads of the group, have beaten Elden Ring in our chat. That's and right. I am still here with my uh, metaphorical Elden Ring dick in my hand, not getting anywhere. <laughs> Your so Elden I, dick. Yeah, the old Elden dick. I haven't 
really done back and it's kind of daunting a little bit almost to like go back to it now after a bit but i do have a couple of distractions that i've been focusing on instead one of them more productive than the other but for game wise uh i have and i got i was waiting to get the physical version but you saw and i showed you guys i got sifu for playstation yes. 5 the beat-em-up like new sort of like has roguelike elements to it but doesn't change up its level design but it has a really interesting uh game engine to it that i really dig and really had fun with it and the physical version oh man can't be beat that's a great addition I've is it, it well does it include things like a booklet or what is it yeah it includes oh. like booklet art it's on a steel book it like nice i had my i had my girlfriend chelsea pick up the game physically from best buy that i pre-ordered at and she was like surprised it was like in a bigger package than normal and i was like Ooh. yeah let the entendre fill out there but basically yeah like for the same price you would get digitally it is like a more complete like cool little like collector's edition almost and all i did was wait a couple months after you guys so yeah i but. um yeah we're in a bit of a uh two ships pa- gifts of the magi situation mm-hmm. here where i put down sifu to pick up elden ring because those those were the release orders i did happen to just yes. buy sifu digitally and um uh, how far are you in that game do you want to talk about playing the game at all like yeah how, sure yeah. it's tough and like jane used to like the idea of it a little bit in terms of like you it wants you to beat it from the very start like a road like would but it's not exactly like randomized like i think returnal kind of spoiled me on that a little bit where i'm like it is replaying the areas a little bit but in terms of the engine in terms of like the satisfaction because i've been the first couple levels and then i keep having to go back because Usually by the time I get to level three, I'm very old and decrepit and <laughs> And level alive. three is the um uh correct me if I'm wrong here, is the museum. Yeah, yeah. And because it's uh the sort of like garden like household area, then it's the club, then it's that, yeah. Yeah. And I am still just like finessing and building up stuff in the first couple of levels basically, but it's a fun, like easy to throw on. It doesn't it's not too long. And it's real, like, kind of, like, immediate blast of energy, like, a blast of action. So it's fun. I haven't, like, finessed my way into feeling like a master of it yet, but I feel like it's building towards that. Yeah, I definitely feel like before I I turned it off uh, to play Elden Ring, I had got there where I was, Mm. like, I was in such a groove with it. It was, like... I was, uh, you know, I was still getting my ass kicked, but I, I was, mm-hmm. I was having, um, I think I made it to level four, mm. which uh, is, um, of I think six or five. I've, there's something there's, like that. Yeah, there's, there's not that many levels, but you got to understand these stages are difficult. Yeah, they're very and hard, and you have to play them all the way through from the beginning if you want to get a good yeah, age when you come it, into the next. Yeah, level. it's very much like the uh, like road white structure and. Yeah, like what Enter the Dungeon or something does where it's like you can master and maybe there's shortcuts. I haven't seen anything like that yet with Sifu, though. I think it does literally want you to play it from the very start all the way there's through. There's tons of shortcuts, but, oh, there is? by the way, through the levels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you there's... mean just like within the levels, like you didn't skip areas or... Well, you start to skip areas mm. when you when you clear them at a very young age. So the way the game works gotcha. is like every time you die, you yeah. progress your age forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you can beat the first level at age 99 or whatever. Like or, I have. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But, but that's not going to do you much good going no, into level two. Then the second, yeah, that's where I usually end up with the first couple levels is yeah. like 
I haven't finessed that part yet. Ideally, you want to uh, finish that first level having not lost a life at all. Yeah. And then finish the second level, ideally, I think, having not lost a life at all. And then... <laughs> And then I think you can start to be a little looser with it as the levels mm-hmm. go on because you they give you quite a bit of lives. But yeah, and um, there's like some degree of like temporary buildups that you can do that will make you better in that run. Mm-hmm. And then obviously there are the permanent unlocks that you can do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like getting used to that a little bit, but I feel like it is a little bit but like I haven't like delved so far, but it is a grind enough that I am going to have to dedicate some time. I feel like. And I'm also super happy that it's not randomized like a like a oh, typical okay. ro- roguelike because I th- if they did that what I think they would have to do is, is scale the difficulty way way back because mm-hmm. what what actually helps you get the jump on a lot of these folks in future runs is having it played it before so you know what to gotcha. expect like yeah if I had to like fight bosses in random order at that difficult oh f- mm-hmm. Peter I'd be <laughs> I'd be I'd be donezo. Um, but I do love that game. I do not see myself going back to it. I think just because it is so mechanically demanding, I feel like I would have to start over. (laughs) No. And that's why I'm kind of like, I'll settle with it for now because I'm in the mechanical mindset of it. I know how to play it. And if I lose it, it might be the relearning the ride a bike thing all over again. Cause you know that saying you you have to relearn how to ride a bike when you've forgotten. Yeah. Um, Bike riding was like the original roguelike. Yeah. (laughs) It was always randomized too. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes your your wheel would just be on the handlebars, and you'd yeah. be like, "What the? This runs terrible." <laughs> That's bad RNG lot for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else? Anything? Uh, well, it just came out, so I'm barely into it. But I'm a big fan of the Sniper Elite games, and Sniper Elite Five just came out on Game Pass like mm. two days ago, maybe yesterday. And I've been playing a little bit of that. Have you? Are you familiar with this series? No, uh, a tiny, tiny bit. All right, but it's sniper stuff, right? It's sniper stuff. It's killing Nazis. It's uh, living out your best World War II life, and it is a kind of like it's very emphasized on stealth. But it's so it's kind of like especially now it's new engine. It's really smooth and slick. It's very Hitman freeish, Hitman rebootish. But you always have the option to just shoot people in their eyes with a sniper rifle. <laughs> and you get to see the slow-mo penetration of like it going through guts and bone. It's Jeez. very it's graphic, but it's fun. And I think there's a lot more like side stuff you can always do in it. What I really did about it too is the levels are so open, it's not very linear. So it does mm. have that hitman. You can explore and find different routes and figure stuff out element to it. That's um, great. Is there yeah. is there like opportunities to like not snipe a person, but like maybe snipe a a rope that's holding a bushel of logs <laughs> that will fall on a car or something. Definitely is. Um, definitely in Sniper Elite Four, that was like the tutorial was like dropping an anvil on like some stuff, <laughs> not on a specific Nazi, which would have been funny. But uh, in Sniper Elite Five, yeah, it's similar, similar thing of like you are like finding like environmental traps and things you can do. And then also as a sniper, it's not never silent because especially it's like World War II era technology. Mm. So you kind of have to find or create your own ways to like mass sound. So like you'll create a you'll like sabotage a truck that'll like make a stalling noise. So that way when when you're by it, whenever you snipe someone, no one knows where you are still. So like there's a lot of that element of playing with like stealth and sound. It's a really cool like engine and fun thing. Uh, I have. I just beat the first level. I'm very early in it, but also like there's also, I haven't done anything from it yet, but it has sort of the death loopy thing where 
a player can drop in on your game and be a Nazi and try to mess your stuff up as a bad guy type of thing. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. That's a new element to the Sniper Elite series. Um, I haven't experienced it yet. I don't think I'll be a fan. I'm not a fan of that element in Deathloop, honestly. <laughs> you don't like the Juliana stuff? No, it's t- it's the whole thing of like I'm trying to even play a single player game, and some teen who's like so good at the game does he? That's all he does is play it. It's trying to kick my ass. No, I don't yeah. like it. Huh. Not huh. a fan. Gotcha. Yeah, invaders are are, a, are kind of a popular mechanic yeah. in games these days. So, yeah. uh, least, yeah. the uh, I have been playing. Well, you know, as of this recording, we have mm. finished our Metal Gear Solid Games Club on on patreoncom slash radio. That is our Patreon that is connected to the show. We uh, have done multiple games clubs in the past. The Resident Evil Games Club, where we covered every Resident Evil game in the series. Legend of Zelda Games Club, which took up our whole year last year. And uh, this year, we have um, our games clubs split into two. We have the uh, Metal Gear Solid Games Club at the beginning half of the year. And uh, come August, we will be doing our Donkey Kong games club at the oh, yeah. <laughs> at starting in august which will be a lot of fun we got a lot of cool stuff planned especially like additional episodes we'll be covering like in addition to that all found on patreon.com slash super radio but um finishing metal gear solid was bittersweet love that series mm-hmm. love uh love all the games in it really found a deeper appreciation for those so I guess I just wanted to shout those out. That um, and covering five was very interesting. There was a lot to talk about in five, and I'd honestly never discussed that game with anybody before. Have you played Metal Gear Solid Five? I played the Ground Zeroes demo, and I never got into like the official Phantom actual Pain. game. Yeah, Phantom Pain. Yeah. I have that and Revengeance, and those have always been like a I'm going to play these one day, and I yeah. just never committed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm playing Revengeance right now as an mm. additional bonus uh, episode uh, on our on our Patreon, and uh, I recommend them both. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they're they're both classics, but uh, th- but uh, yeah, the they're completely different. <laughs> like one is a platinum yeah, hack platinum and slash, game. and one of them is uh, just this full sort of open world Metal Gear experience. Very very neat, uh, but. I've played a game called Tunic, which is a Ooh. Game Pass game as well, mm-hmm. Hearn. Have you checked this out? I know you like to play a lot of these. I, I love to play all the Game Pass games. Um, I played a little bit of Tunic. I haven't gone that far, but the very the basic element of it is really interesting to me. The sort of isometric Zelda uh, gameplay, and then also it's got like some throwback kind of retro interesting ideas in it. Um, but I've not delved farther to find out more of its secrets. So you may. Yeah. Me. Yeah, man. Like I, w- I would actually offer up that it's top down Zelda like gameplay is the worst part about Tunic, mm. actually. Um, Interesting. Uh, I kind of hate that art style yeah. and I kind of like the gameplay is just OK. Like it's it's not very responsive or precise. So combat can be a little much a bit of a chore. Uh, luckily they do give you a god mode option right from the menu so if you're struggling Mm. with a boss doesn't matter just blow right past it and i would recommend that because what is so stunning about tunic and why i would actually recommend it despite what i've said is that it has secrets galore 
in a way that reminds me of the game Fez, if people have ever mm. played the game Fez. So Fez was this game where it kind of sparked this new, almost like playground-like conversation about a, a game where, you know, it hadn't been written about to death. So people didn't know like all the secrets that game held. And you were like comparing notes with other players and like getting on forums and trying to kind of figure out the meaning of Fez and, and, and what everything was and the secrets and like, um, and that is on full display here and even more in Tunic. Tunic is like a, a, a masterclass showcase and how to like stir up a real life frenzy outside in the meta narrative of the game. <laughs> like there are, all kinds of um, just like deeply hidden mechanics to the game that you won't find for two or three hours uh, that completely change your entire play style that you actually had access to the entire time. Oh boy. Um, I'll, I'll only spoil one because I think <laughs> it's, but just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. But uh, when you first start playing the game, like you are given literally nothing and the game makes you find pieces of the actual instruction manual for the game around the world. Um, you don't know, you don't realize it for about an hour and a half, but there is a run button <laughs> <laughs> and that is hidden behind a page in an, in an instruction manual. You might be thinking, Oh, I guess I can't run until I get this page. That is not true. You could run from the beginning. You just didn't know you could. Um, stuff like that is actually a real treat for me. I love, I love, um, messing with the form like that. I think, I think it really, uh, does a, does a good job. And, um, uh, anyways, uh, that's a game pass game. You can play for free. I played through the entire game. I didn't find all the secrets. I didn't find all the missing pages of the insert. I didn't do everything in it. And it took me about f- four and a half, five hours to beat. Cool. So it's a, it's a short game kind of regardless, I think. Yeah. Been liking those. Should try it again. Yeah, you should definitely try. I mean, if you're into nerd weird stuff, and her and I imagine you might be. How dare you assume into, into nerd weird stuff? Uh, also, uh, her, how do you feel about Rocket Knight? I am a fan of Rocket Knight. I like his adventures, <laughs> and I like the Xbox 360 standalone game. Yes, actually. I uh, like it even when he's called Spartster or whatever. Yes. That is, uh, I am a fan of Rocket Knight. I can't hide it anymore. I've been hiding it for years. I, I I'm coming out as Rocket Knight friendly. I uh, love that little Sparkster man. Um, the, the game, the Konami games for the 16-bit generations were classics, and I kind of been playing re- replaying through those a bit. Uh, Rocket Knight Adventure for the Genesis is really good. Sparkster is really not good but yeah <laughs> it's still it's still a game <laughs> so it you still can play gets it. you there yeah yeah and it's for the super nintendo so if you only have That's one true. of those you can play it there um but yeah i've also been playing the rocket knight 360 standalone yeah. game and that game is i would say not as is it's like better than sparkster yeah by a lot it's, but it's no, no rocket knight adventure no, for genesis it, it, it did kind of like I did buy that back on the free sit steal on with like hardcore uprising and yes. like the, that era of like we're doing in like um I probably played at some point that magical uh, Mickey game the remake oh yeah yeah the uh, Castle of Illusions yes exactly and like those were like all good throwbacks to like original sixteen bit platformers that were done in like a more modern style and they kind of had like the problem of just like well maybe certain modern. Game makers didn't understand the style perfectly, so like some of the level design's not perfect, but it was still like fun, and most of them are really playable still. 
Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, you just mentioned two right there that are I yeah. mean, this game and a Hardcore Uprising. Hardcore Uprising, I yeah. think, is like a masterpiece. That game is that game is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, uh, what other game did you mention in the uh, Castle Illusion and mm. Rocket Knight? Yeah, like um, yeah. the Genesis sort of remake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That mm. era. Um, yeah, no, uh, you're just saying what brought you to the Rocket Knight world? What uh, excited you to check them out? Well, was it that shiny, uh, shiny suit of armor that he's wearing? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, there are was, rockets attached to it. It was his mm. nice little. Squ- I, it was his. Like, he's got a nice way of talking. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, I know uh, what you mean. No, I think it was just like first of all, like I, I, I have this these two analog consoles here, um, that like the Mega SG and the Super NT, and they're mm. and like they're really great for late night coming back from a movie or coming back from a restaurant or bar and I don't want to play something super heavy so I will you know sort of fuck around with uh you know the SNES library or the Genesis library and um one thing I keep coming back to when I go through those is just Konami from that era like yeah they Konami were fire. yeah they were batting a thousand in like literally every game if it's a Konami game, it's almost every single time going to be great, uh, even their licensed stuff. Uh, so Rocket Knight was just par for the course of me just playing a bunch of Konami stuff. And like, you know, I'd forgotten. I I'd never really played the Genesis one, so that sparkstered my interest in that. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, having the 360 uh, game, uh, I think that I just came for free. I think it was like Games with Gold one, yeah, one of these months probably ago. Yeah, done a lot. That's something. I think they did that with uh, Hydro Thunder game that I bought back in the day, too, oh, which is also man. very good. If you ever Hydro like Thunder is the best. Yeah. That's the best. Dude, and then Hurricane, when you hurricane it, oh, man. Dude, yes. Hydro Thunder is like... The answer to wave race. <laughs> it was when they like didn't do a good wa- wave race ever again. <laughs> well, Scandal. anyways, let's get to the uh, news. Yay. The news is really just there's really just so much of it. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator got uh, some Top Gun Maverick DLC. Very cool. Yeah. Are you excited about that movie? I'm excited about that movie. I uh lo- you know, I love Tommy. Love uh He's Tommy. referring to Tom Cruise everyone. Tommy Cruise. Yeah. I uh I'm not excited. I will not be seeing uh Top Gun Maverick. Likely. Wow. Likely. I do Damn. not care about it that much. But I uh I am a big fan of Tom- you know, I I love that it's happening. <laughs> you I like that, that for happening. us. Yeah. <laughs> I like that for for all the 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 Top Gun fans mm-hmm. uh you're not a microsoft flight sim guy though right no i'm not really familiar it feels like almost the top gun thing is like the antithesis of what you're actually playing microsoft mm-hmm. flight simulator for you're like that's like if american truck simulator or whatever <laughs> suddenly let you like hey and we got the bat to the future yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay that's a, a little too far i guess it's kind of vehicle vehicularly similar but Maybe they put it. Maybe the DLC is a little bit more arcadey and uh, yeah. li- a little bit more friendly to. I don't know. Microsoft Flight Simulator just scares me. It's like yeah, it's like I have to imagine the satisfaction comes from how technical it must be. Otherwise, you're just playing like 
pointing a car at something and just hitting the accelerator. No, you have to do know all the things. If you mess up that landing gear, you're done. Type of that's thing. that is true. That is true. You your your plane will just go ass down right on the pavement. <laughs> yes. Uh okay. Well, what about uh, this game I'm seeing here called Arcade Spirits: The New Challengers? What about it? <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe you've heard of this <laughs> game on. called Snow Runner. That sounds familiar. I probably I, d- that might be another like PS Plusy type of thing. Oh, it's yeah. got a truck. Yeah. What about Snow Runner? What's going on? Well, I've heard of Snow Piercer. <laughs> The famous Bong Joon Ho film. That's right, but not never a snow runner. Um, are you a, a to tell? What do you think of Pac Man? I like him. Would you go visit an entire museum of Pac Man? I would uh, take a whole afternoon off work and just browse the museum. Well, then you might be a candidate for the Pac Man Museum Plus uh, bundle uh, here for all systems. Ooh. came out today i imagine that's if, all the padman games just yeah to... it, it also on the cover shows like cubert and oh, more pals. people oh that's like namco always likes to call those games like museums and stuff mm. Mm. and then you play them in their video games yeah namco. no no thank you um and of course the highlight for this weekend is KO the Kangaroo came out today. Wow. All platforms. Finally. I know. I know. I've been waiting for KO the Kangaroo. This is one of those 3D platformer yeah. games that like is trying to be like maybe like a banjo. Or a croc. Or a croc. <laughs> or a bug. Or yeah. a uh Jet Force Gemini yeah. type, maybe. Or a Blasto voiced by Phil Hartman. Dude, Blasto uh, rocks. Hey, <laughs> Blasto would be a great PS Plus they PS Classics to, lineup. Yeah. yeah, I would down. Have has anything come out about that you guys actually heard say about like the PS Classics? No. Can we, <laughs> all right, good. Flat asked and answered. Because uh, yeah, like you? We were, no, I don't think so. And I think the closest was that uh, Matara pointed out they might put Toy Story Two on sale. Oh, that'd uh, be good. But, yeah, like we were talking about like PlayStation, like old school, like dirty classics, the games that aren't actually like Tony Hawk or Metal Gear, but like right. the ones you love anyway, like Siphon yeah. Filter and yeah, Gex into the Gecko. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Die Hard trilogy. I, I want like that uh, Die Hard trilogy. Um, yeah, I want. Uh, did I put in the chat? I also want demo discs. I want. <laughs> I want. I want them to just release the, old the demo underground discs. demo discs. They yeah. should actually have some sort of like archival way to access those because those are really cool. I played a demo of Tail Concerto in Japanese uh, on one of those underground discs before I ever got the American version. So a little hint for later, huh? Yes, those Japanese. I don't know, uh, I don't know well, what you're talking about. I was just man, talking. we should talk about some of that PS uh, <laughs> Plus drama. You know, did you hear that they 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 still. Yeah. are using PAL ROMs, ISOs. Instead of NTSC, which is better resolution or runs better in general, is I believe is exactly the problem, right? Yeah, one is a 60 hertz, Yeah, one is 50. So PAL was always at 50 hertz for PAL televisions. Uh, no, they don't sound like my PALs. No. PALs are nice They're no one's me. PALs. 
Even the Europeans don't want this. Yeah. Why would you want this? They're like chakra blue. Get us out of here. Yeah. Shocklight. I'm shocklight blued at this. Uh, Dude, seriously, this is so fucking stupid. And it makes me so mad. And then I think, well, Jeremy, why do you care? You have no skin in the game. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're right. You can emulate every. And then you calm down and your life is great. Yeah, I know, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, It is a doofy. development and yeah i feel like play- sony of all people has like the most chance to really benefit from this backwards looking like culture we got and instead they mess it up the most so i i just can't believe it man even nintendo who sucks they <laughs> is suck. doing a better job at least at like well not across the board but like with their snes and nes stuff all yeah. that stuff emulates super well they're not using pal roms for that are you absolutely out of your mind that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And the fact I, that we've all they've been called out on it several because they're they're PS for for history, a little history. Uh the PS Classic uh console came out with a ton of European ROMs yeah. on there. Yeah. N- not a lot of your games ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's already a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what are you trying to do? I don't know, man. I because I think that because of my subscriptions, I've already paid for the max. Oh, you did for well because I have PS Now and PS Plus, so they'll oh, that's okay. just gonna and it change just change yeah. into that. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll be I'll I'll mess around with these for sure. I'll definitely yeah. like you know turn on Ape Escape, turn on Siphon Fill. I'll turn them all on, see how they play. It's just such a bummer. It's mm-hmm. and honestly, if I'm being honest, like unless I'm playing a fighting game, I may not even know tell the difference. Like unless I'm yeah. playing a racer or a fighter where it's like noticeably slow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like certain rhythms. Uh, not to spoil a possible upcoming game, but sometimes you need like the actual cartridge or the actual fin and the hardware to get certain rhythms right. Otherwise, you get messed up. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, okay, well, how about uh, more? How about let's talk about some delayed games for 2022. Yeah, so there were some games that got delayed uh, that have been delayed. Um, we're about halfway through the year right now. Maybe we'll do a little uh, delay roundup just so we're <laughs> just so we can yeah. kind of talk so about some of these. you know what you don't have. So you know what you're not going to get. Um mm. I I some of these games I've never heard of. Replaced is one. Um, it's a sci-fi platformer hmm. set to rela- release this year. Uh, Readout or Redout. Hmm. So it looks like a like a Wipeout racer. <laughs> um, a futuristic racer that's delayed. Chia. Gotcha. Um, okay. Which is like a looks like maybe a third-person platformer. Test Drive Unlimited. Solar Crown. I didn't even know they were making a test. Yeah, drive. I was about to say. Yeah. I- I know we're fours aheads and we are occasional dabblers in kart racing, but yeah. Yeah. Test drive was never really my thing. Not even Gran Turismo, but which I know you're closer to a fan of, but Yeah, I like no. the old Gran Turismo for sure. I didn't get that new one because I heard it sucked, but Ah, boo. Yeah. Um uh Starfield. This is probably the one that yeah. most people are bummed about. Um I am kind of bummed too. I, I think I was looking forward to this. This would have been a good one this year, I think. This would have definitely helped the Xbox specifically. Yeah. This year be like a more 
I don't know. Well, and it's Bethesda, so I don't think it's specifically at spots, but it is like going to help them. And it's yeah, they're a big fan. It's probably going to be Game Pass or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm for sure. Curious about it for sure. Is Starfield not specifically Xbox? I forget. It's Bethesda, which Microsoft owns, but I just sworn. Uh, uh, yeah. Either way, I was gonna play it on my. I'm gonna play it on my yeah. Xbox because it will be a Game Pass Day One game. Yes. But, um, Starfield, like, like the Xbox this year is looking pretty. Like last year, I think they won the year with Forza mm-hmm. and Halo Infinite. I think that it was just the best console to be playing games on. This year, they haven't really done anything so far. Yeah, I mean, closest is that they're now doing like sniper elite five but even then it's like i don't know how much more a triple a you can get than like the halo infinite last year was or so. psychonauts 2 yeah, was a huge psychonauts game 2. yeah it was like i felt yeah. like i was just always on my xbox like playing something new and like this year yeah. it's been indies pretty much mm-hmm. no definitely uh, uh redfall got delayed i feel like i just heard about redfall anyway um <laughs> oh the, uh the witcher three um the the ps5 and xbox series x versions got delayed oh the updates i gotcha yeah the wild two yeah i guess i I haven't played witcher three but if i do play it it will be on that next gen version yeah i mean i dabbled in it for a little bit seemed fun and i just never got back into it and now like i know there's an enhanced version on the horizon i should wait Mm-hmm. But I also said that about Grand Theft Auto Five. Bought the advanced version and then never put it again. And I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild two delay that sucks. Mm-hmm. That takes away yes. a huge Nintendo offering there off the table, yeah. which is I'm very curious about Nintendo as well. They need it, yeah, yeah. Nintendo and Xbox have been not crushing it. <laughs> I would say not. Uh, Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. Were you ever excited about that? <laughs> <laughs> not so, not necessarily, no. Mm. Um, is that like just a single-player Guardians of the Galaxy type game, or is there like an online component? It's... I don't know if there's an online component, but it is Rocksteady. Okay. Now, that see, that's actually good news. That might make me more interested. Yeah. Uh, because I actually just played for a second again some of the Batman Arkham just to like refresh myself a little bit. And I'm like, oh, these are good. I should get back yeah. into actually beating the ones I haven't beaten. Um, yeah, maybe they'll be good then. Yeah, Who's- especially with this delay. You hope so. Yeah, I mean, hope it's just even gooder than before. Yeah, the d- the delay they put, uh, they forgot to put Harley Quinn in the first time. So they have to delay it to Duh. put Harley Quinn in. <laughs> what a boneheaded move from a studio. <laughs> They thought it was all about uh, King Shark. Yeah, no, they had Pete Davidson's character in it the entire time. And then they watched more than 10 minutes of the movie and realized what a grave error they made. Grave error. Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Yeah, that's been delayed because of Ukraine. Uh, Yes, yes. Um, So hopefully that war will end soon so we can get the game sooner. Yes, and that is the only reason. Yeah, Um, no. Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. Okay. Yeah, Delayed. I I like the Stalker games, but I never really played that much of them. But mm. I'll be curious. Uh Evil Dead, the game got delayed. 
Yeah. I thought some people had tried it here and there, or like maybe they're beta testers or something. Se seems like some people got into it. Probably beta testers. Ooh. You had to, Jeremy, just for the audience knows, Jeremy had to look over his shoulder and made sure no one was listening. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure no betas were yeah, looking over my shoulders. For such an betas, alpha. dude. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Zeta. All right. Forspoken. That got oh, delayed. yeah. that I think I know that one. We joked about that before, where it's at the PlayStation State of Play, that game, where it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, like a fantasy fighting, like, and then the woman. Yeah, I don't know. I whatever yeah I, I know what you're talking about it's i mean fine. none of this weird because only two or three of these games on that list yeah. i am even excited about at all but the, and mm. the fact that they but the fact that they're getting delayed actually kind of means something yeah in the canon of this of 2022 because i would argue 2022 has been a pretty good year for video games already in yeah. general um 2021 i thought sucked terrible i thought it was bad year for games um Mm. Yeah, on on the whole yes but 2022 has been looking really good and um yeah but so, i think it's a lot of sony been been picking up the uh been dropping those well speaking of sony horizon zero dawn yeah that is being developed as a netflix show mm. do you care about this <laughs> no <laughs> uh... I mean, I didn't even get into the Halo show, which know, is out and is streamable, and I can stream it if I want to because I do have Paramount Plus at the moment, mm -hmm. but I am not. Mm -hmm. So just throws this show where I land on this type of thing. I even tried watching a bit of that the Cuphead show, and it has its interesting elements, but I just never committed. So I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to hear yeah. a lot less about something a lot more austere. I like the Cuphead show. Yeah, it's cool they got to do it in the style, and there's some good voice acting. Yeah, does it well enough? I just haven't committed, and that's in the much easier, breezier watch. Right. Um. Lastly, the uh, Nintendo Switch Online added three more. Yay! Games. Uh, Tell us the pin games. Pinball for, for NES. Yeah, the best Which... pinball game ever made. <laughs> yeah. They perfected it so much it took the whole name. Never had to make another one. Right. Uh, Rival Turf, which is a looks like a side scrolling beat em up. Yeah, like a final fight. Yeah, but not. It's not like um on a plane, right? It's like, is it look like to me just it, side scroll? Gotcha. It's not like isometric view. Yeah. Right. It's hard and to then, say. Um, and then Congo's Caper. A lot of people are mm. making fun of Nintendo for adding <laughs> so many caveman games. Uh, I don't even remember cavemen being that popular in the 90s. Do you? I mean, I don't know. Flintstones era may have just had its like influence for a bit in like, media yeah. cartoons, but... No, yeah, Flintstones like, were big, and, I guess. <laughs> and Geico didn't even do the Caveman ad campaign until the 2000s, so... Right. I guess, uh, you know, someone you mentioned earlier, Blasto himself did Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer on SNL. That's true. That might have been the <laughs> 80s, though. Yeah, Caveman, I don't remember them being this popular, having this many Caveman games. And Man in the 90s with Brendan Fraser. Is that 90s? I just sworn. It's got, like, uh... Uh... Polly Shore? Probably sure, of course, the weasel. Yeah, and, the weasel. Why and why Being weren't and why weasels? Yeah, why aren't weasels more popular in the nineties? That's a too? great question. That's a great question. We need to get to the bottom of this, Jeremy. 
put our yeah. rubber plants off. Encino Man was 1992. Ah, uh, <laughs> you were correct, man. Nineties. Uh, well, I don't know. That's <laughs> that seems like enough of the news for me. Yes. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk through our top ten Japanese stuck in Japan games. Stay tuned for that. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. I'm here with the late, great Michael Hearn. How are you, pal? I'm great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm not late yet. <laughs> Got at least yeah. 50 more years before I'm Sounds late. about right. Yeah. Um, this is a topic, when you pitched it to me, I was very excited to do. It, it, uh, it was definitely like a, uh, a, a as like long-time listeners of the show know, and probably as you picked up too, Hearn, I've been trying to do like it, not so broad of top tens, like more specific top tens a little bit, like, yes. you know. Uh, and uh, this fit right along in there. This yeah, is something yeah. Hearn and I know a lot about because mm-hmm. we're, we're uh, you know, I think probably deep down weeaboos and love uh, and love also just the history of games in general and love like yes. discovering um, old forgotten stuff or stuff that was very popular elsewhere and not popular here. There will yeah. be games on here you definitely expect to be on here because I think mm. if you're a video game fan, there are a handful of like big the ones. The famously big ones. And yeah, I think you gave yeah. Me the, if I'm not mistaken, you gave me the top half, so I expect mm-hmm. to get some of the even bigger ones. Um, I know. Uh, so the way that we, I've been doing these top tens as well is I've been I've been kind of uh, twisting up how they're done. So uh, today I will be providing uh, games ten through six, and Hearn will be providing games five through one, Sounds and we right. and we will not. Uh, and I almost guarantee there will be at least one game say, on both. <laughs> I'll try not to alter mine with the bias of you might have chosen something. But you I can't, also f- oh, you should lock them in. You should okay, lock them in so they, they end up twice. In. There's also games that I de- desperately wanted to put on my list. I will say, though, I mm-hmm. desperately wanted to put them on, but I didn't put them on because I was like, mm, I bet you Hearn is, I bet is going to put them on the top five. But I have an honorable mentions list just in case we forgot yeah. some good ones. And also... I'm sorry. I was just trying to shout out that there were a couple that I would have put on, except they did get brought to the U.S. imports as of like even those last year or so, and yes. or in the upcoming future. So yeah. it kind of puts a damper in that. Totally. Yeah. In fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, like for example, like we know Live a Live or Live Alive yeah. is coming out, so that would be a silly one to put on there. Also, like Moon. Like yeah. that's a one that was pretty recent. There was a huge one for so many years. People mm. wanted that game. Second um, Densetsu Free even is in the uh, Mana Collection. Yeah, and I probably played the emulated ROM hack of that more than I played the uh, version on the Mana Collection yet because I just bought it though. But I oh yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, no, I yeah. I was gonna say it's it's tough. Be- it's also like I definitely also have on here like. Tra- like fan trans fans have translated yeah. a, a lot of the games I'm even going to mention, but th- they still count, I think, because they're not officially translated. Mm-hmm. There's no f- official way to buy these games um, translated. So enough, enough caveats. Yeah. Let's get into the, Hey, mm-hmm. let's get into the freaking games. Yeah. Number 10 <laughs> on the list 
is uh, a game I actually don't like very much. Ew. I think is just okay, but Fun. I do feel like it deserves a spot on the list in that a lot of people have always wanted this game to kind of come out. It never has and probably never will. That game is Police Knots Ooh. for multiple consoles. <laughs> Uh, PlayStation 1, Sega Saturn. I played it on a Sega Saturn uh, a couple years back, um, and it was a fan translation. Um, the game is, like, fine. <laughs> 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 it is it is a lethal weapon set in space. Yeah. But it has a lot of, like, early, you know, Hideo Kojima I was about to say, you better bring there. up Mr. Metal Gear Solid Games Club. That is, is Hideo Kojima's... A sequel to Snatcher, which was for Sega CD and stuff, and I played Snatcher a bit. Like I'm and familiar with that. And it's not a sequel either. Oh, it's Snatcher. not officially. I, yeah. I I officially never played it, but I always thought of it as like a spiritual follow up, at least in style, maybe. Right. But and still Definitely kind of like in style. The bridge to where he would eventually get to in Metal Gear Solid, but I've never played it officially, and it wasn't on the um, Turbo Graphics uh, ports, right? It was the PC mm. Engine one. You can play it on. But still in Japanese. Is it Snatch, for Snatcher, right? For Snatcher, I'm sorry, not for Police yeah. Knots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Police Snatcher, Knots, I guess, is still just PlayStation, Saturn, never ported. Yeah, dude, Snatcher was weird because like that that was translated, but they didn't put yeah. it tra- a translated version on the PC on either of the any of the PC mm-hmm. engine turbo graphics, which makes me mad, baby. But nonetheless, I have a uh, Anyways, I I was so excited about Police Knots. I bought a fan translation, um, like repro mm. discs of it. Like I have a nice little case for mine and, and stuff. Nice. And uh, and yeah, the game is fine. <laughs> Just okay. Yeah. Just okay. Um, number nine on my list is a game we actually covered on our Patreons, uh, Patreon.com/slash Super NPC Radio. We covered a game called For Whom the Frog Bell Tolls. <laughs> I'm Do you know this game? This. No. <laughs> Hearn, you would love it, baby. It is a Game Boy game that mm. only ever, and it's a Nintendo first party game. And it is uh, very much uh, considered to be where all the inspiration for Link's Awakening wow. came from. Yeah, I'm looking at images and stuff. That is very akin yeah. to the Zelda Game Boy games. Yes, it is a great game. Um, I actually recommend you go out and play Ooh. the fan translation of this if you want. Uh, I will definitely be, this will be just something I'm definitely going to replay on with my analog pocket when I get that later on this year. Yeah. Um, but it is a, it is a, it is a, it's a great game. It's a Nintendo first party game and yada, yada. You get the, you get the stuff. Never, never brought to America. Sounds like it. Wait, with a title like that, it should have been. Would have knocked it out the part with literary fans who get the pun. Like literally a, a, a Hemingway quote yeah. is your first party Japanese, game's name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it in Japan. That's where they'll get it. Yeah, yeah. they'll get that. They're laughing in Japan. Yeah. Um, okay, number eight on the list is um, uh, a game I have never played. Uh, <laughs> I guess obviously, but I have played the last two games. Um, this is an MMO. It's an MMO mm. that I've always... Uh, it's probably the only MMO I would ever actually play. And this is Dragon Quest X. Oh, okay. 
Yes. I was wondering if it's going to be one of the fantasy star online, so never came to America. No. I forgot. 10 is the MMO Dragon Quest. Yeah, that's never coming to America. No, it's I not. Can't uh, <laughs> and I, I, at this point, too, it's like graphically looking like not not the best game either. Like it's it still looks okay by today's standards, but it's very like late yeah. aughts, early teens. Um, yeah, this game was like this was like a Wii game and yeah. and stuff. It came out to multiple platforms, including 3DS and Wii. You could play it there in Japan, but uh, not here. It is like the alternate universe thing of like Japan sometimes, where it's like in Japan, Dreamcast and Wii were amazing online consoles, and yes. we didn't have that version of that here. Right. It's like, damn. Yeah, really strange. Like, um, the, I mean, I guess not really strange, but I mean, they tried Dragon Quest a handful of times, um, and I feel like they never really took off here until 11. I yeah. think 11 was the first one that kind of went mainstream. Yeah. And I think their builders games do pretty well over here, too. Yeah, and I like those. And 9 probably had some stuff. It was probably like a Street Pass RPG that probably got like enough heads turned and they did all the DS ports, but it's still like nothing hit as hard as 11 did. Yeah. They could actually re- release it a bunch of different times and it still made spank. Yeah. So, mm. um, number seven on the list is Shining Force 3 mm-hmm. scenarios two and three. So yeah. Shining Force 3 did come out. The first scenario came yeah. out came out for the Sega Saturn. Um, it's Shining Force is an incredibly good series. Like it yeah. is just, it is such. You know, if if you like tactical RPGs, like man, Shining Force Two is like a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Shining Force Three, I've played a, a tiny bit of. It's what stinks about Shining Force Three is that it came out in the Polygon era yeah. disc-based games, so it's it's not quite as beautiful to me as like Shining Force Two. But it still has a lot of beauty there and a lot of fun, cool story and gameplay. And there was two more games that came out for it in Japan, and we never got them here, um, which is uh, which is a huge bummer. Um, uh, there has been fan translations. I would like to get my grimy hands on those as well. Oh, I bet you would. Um, we'll see. I've never actually played Shining Force Three, but I am a fan of the other Shining Force games. And we didn't even they have like Game Boy or not Game Boy, sorry, Game Gear games of Shining right. Force. Yeah. And all surprisingly solid. All like well worth playing as much as like any other tactical RPG game that you would have portable would be. There's and, so many great yeah, Shining yeah. The, like uh the Shining Force Sega C D game too is the remake of the Game Gear games yeah. and like those are great too, and have like you know CD audio quality and stuff, and yeah, man, Shining Force. Yeah, should okay. do a Shining Force episode someday. Mm. I mean, Jacques Maladu probably claims claim to be yeah the the guest of it also. But if you need yeah. another one, I'm around. And number six on my list is mm. uh, the last my last entry mm. of the top six. Chewing um, my nails. I don't think this will be on your list, Hearn. I think I, I think I safely stayed away from all of your entries, but this is a game that I've been talking about nonstop recently. <laughs> it's a game I recently kind of discovered. I wrote a review of it on the Patreon. Um, it is a Sega Genesis game called Pulse Man. Ooh, close. Pulse Man is a action platform game um, that is so deeply rooted in Sega history and culture. Mm. The character is a Mega Man type who runs around the screen collecting 
electricity as he runs and shooting him, blasting him at, uh, at enemies. This game is psychotically fun to play. It is such a great game. It holds up so super well. It looks so incredible. Um, I am so shocked that they didn't bring this to the United States. There is a level where you... The, the 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 Japanese so the way it works is you go to um, different countries to help save them and uh, when you go to Japan you go to a news station and you save the news station from like the big boss of that level and afterwards it closes out with a Japanese newscaster who's basically in actually speaking like actually there's actual audio for the Genesis game of them saying Pulse Man saves us again in English, Hearn. Mm. They recorded the dialogue <laughs> in English, but the text it's- is Japanese, but we're in Japan, and they're saying stuff in English. What's happening here? I have no idea, and I'm scared. <laughs> that is uh, the first half of the top ten of Stuck in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hearn, are you ready? I'm ready, and just not to spoil it too much, but we did not have overlap. I was scared in that last one. That last one, and it's not as easy as saying that's my number five, because it's not, but it was close, and I was worried, Mm. and I was like, but I also think maybe the fact that you are like, uh, you are playing with allegiance to the idea that I'm the top five maybe saved you from choosing a couple of these. Yes. So it's not just year five, it's my five. It's like, this would be bottom. So just to start off easier, number five I have for the Super Famicom game called Terranigma, mm. which I kind of was exploring and playing around the same time when I was playing Second Dead Setsu Free and like some of the Super Famicom games you can emulate that never came out here. And uh, that's by Quintet, and it's part of their Soul Blazer series. And they've done like At Razor and yeah. Soul Blazer and Illusion of Gaia, <laughs> stuff that came out here. And it's very much in that vein of like Secret of Mana, Action RPG zelda lights that like have their own style of action and rpg and it's really cool and it kind of just sits out for me in that era of being like still yet not released in the u.s i don't even think released in europe right um terra enigma my is it in europe has it ever been localized period because i don't think it's been released ever in the u.s i think there is a pal version but yeah, that might be how I played it translated then officially, but I was trying to avoid stuff like that because there are a couple of European games that you can just play easy peasy, like some shooters. But yeah, I think mm. this one, I don't know, I'll still count it. It's still yeah, I count it. All back and yeah. All right, well, thank it's, you. It's it's funny because like you mentioned, Second Densetsu Three, yeah, and this game. Um, and let me see if I if I had any on my list. I, I don't, but there, but, um, but some more of the games I, I imagine you're actually going to put on your list. Mm-hmm. It's funny to even think about them as stuck in Japan yeah. because we've had fan translations of them for so long. Yes. Like Terra Enigma, we've had a fan translation of since the nineties, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I have never played the game, but I, I, I f- forget sometimes that like games it just, like yeah. Secret of Mana 2 and this are, are, uh, are still never been actually localized yeah yeah perfect um, that's my number five and then Terranigma. Terranigma. number four is the one i was afraid you were going to put on you probably didn't because it is that good it is monster world four baby for genesis oh. am i thinking of the right one monster world i don't 4? i don't yes. think so wait no i am are you are was, 
Yeah, I am. It's the sixteen. It's why it was even fell back, and maybe it got re-released. But I think it only is Sega of Japan for the Mega Drive. It is the sixteen in the Wonder Boy Monster World series. Monster World Four. Are you talking about Asha in? Uh, yeah, Asha the Genie. Oh man, yeah. No, this is def. This is definitely a. Uh, this is the, this. I don't think this counts. <laughs> Uh oh! Right, it's, it's been released on the Sega Mini. It's also been. It also has its own brand new like remake. Gotcha. That is out. That's probably what it is. Yeah, remake yeah. of ports was included as one of the free uh, forty-two games on Sega Mini. Darn it! Yeah, All sorry, right, but this game is fantastic. It rules. Yeah, um, I actually played through this entire thing um, over Christmas, and I definitely didn't play it on the Genesis Mini, but I did play it back in the day, emulated. So again, maybe yeah. that's where a lot of my bias will come from. Is that I used to seek out and emulate and play a lot of the Japanese-only releases to see what I was missing. This was one of them, along with like some other good Genesis actioners. But if I have to replace it, I can replace it. Yeah, please uh-huh. do. Actually, this is right. crazy because, like, it it on, even on Wikipedia, it's like releases Japan. Yeah, only. Japan, and yeah. Then you have to scroll down and see it specifies. It is that type of thing, and I mean that's why I, I'll agree with it. Just that's why I said no to Second Densetsu free, mm-hmm. uh, but like. In yeah, um, I will go instead then with uh, Toeball number two for the PlayStation. Oh yeah, great. Which is I do have Toeball number one, and that was like a famous. I think it was a uh, was it a Final Fantasy demo desk came with it or something where yeah. it was like <laughs> this game sucks, just play it because we got the demo. Toeball number two was actually better and had like kind of like built on some of its better ideas, like the whole quest idea of like, which even then like uh. Soul Calibur and stuff would do too. The idea of like an adventure mode in a fighting mm-hmm. game was very cool. And Toeball number one, its problem was just that its fighting engine and its uh, adventure mode sucked. But Toeball two did it better, and it was like kind of a cool advancement. It I haven't played in forever, but I imagine it's not like perfect, but it still probably like has its charms. I haven't played this one ever, and it's making me think mm-hmm. I need to get a PS one controller out and emulate mm-hmm. it and kind of check it out because it does seem. Like I, I mean, I, yeah, this is thrilling. I love Toeball, but I've never love played Toeball number two. Definitely better than one. All right, number three, I believe. Uh, this is starting to get into the territory of I own, in some way or another, all of my top three. Okay. And the first one is it has a European release, but I own the Japanese cartridge, and in order to play it on my Super Nintendo, not Famicom, I have to have it plugged into a Game Genie, and it is the Fireman. Oh great. Yeah. I almost I actually this is the one this is the only one that you've mentioned so far that was close to showing up on my list. Ooh. All right. Good. We both like the fireman then because it's a very fun like top down y almost like contra free though, like those areas, but like with a specific like cool theme to it. I think firefighting is kind of a cool concept that isn't in too many games. Yeah. There was one one from the Saturn called Burning Rangers, which I always <laughs> yeah, there to was. play. <laughs> and then uh, there's one on Steam that I like saw a couple times on my wish list, and I'm curious about called Fire Girl. And it's oh, the closest cool. to like a three D version of this. But I do like this. Like they made a PS one game too that I, I think, think you're is, right. Yeah, the sequel. But I think it is still top down sprite based. Yeah, yeah. I and I actually never played that one, but I mean for this, I own it. I like it a lot. I feel like it's a very fun, just supposed to be like an arcadey blast where you can play through it in the city and then try to beat your store and it's tough it's good 
That rocks. Burning Rangers, by the way, is so funny. That game is so crazy. <laughs> is that uh, also Japanese only? I forget. No, it, it's U.S. All right, because I'm pretty sure that would have been the only way I play. I never really yeah. could learn how to emulate uh, yeah. for Saturn. And yeah, it's definitely one of the few where it's like, how come it, if you're not taking ev- like if you're taking stuff like this over from Japan to the U.S., why not everything? Why? Right. Where are you drawing these lines? Because you can look at screenshots and just see like how very, very weeaboo it is. Very anime. Totally. Yeah. Printing Rangers is. Yeah, it, it's weird. To, it's. I mean, at, at some point, I think the Saturn was just so desperate that they Probably. were like, they were like, we have to release a lot of this stuff like if you think it has a fighting chance you know Mm. and burning rangers is at its core kind of a 3d platformer 3d action game and like the saturn just a sucks at that and Mm -hmm. b needed games like that because they were getting crushed with like mario 64 and any rock and jetson and croc and blasto (laughs) uh all right we're in our top two here we go woo I don't think you'll expect uh, what order, but maybe you have an idea of what they both are. I know one for absolute sure. <laughs> I'm interested to know if one of these is not going to show up on your list, and I'm, I can't wait. That'd be see. fun, and I might, and I am kind of acknowledging there's probably some uh, like technical porting for one of them, but I'll just include them both because at this point I can't change it too much, and why not? Okay. Uh, but number two is Mother Three. Yeah. Three. So Game Boy I'm, Advance. Yeah. This is it's crazy. Yeah. That this is not number one. <laughs> and this is the most famous. Like people on Twitter still getting mad at a guy who doesn't work at the company anymore, Reggie, about it not getting localized. So yeah. it's the most famous case of Japan only release, and it has a uh, localization. And if you look around places, you can find a way to buy the cart, a cart that you can play on your actual Game Boy or DS. Mm. And I recommend that because the battle system is so rhythm based that just playing it on emulation can mess you up with how you can get fervor. So, yeah, this is the game that's like why people are listening to this episode right now is to hear us talk about Mother 3, a game we've shockingly never really spoken about on this show. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't officially been it either, so I don't have the full knowledge. But just from what little I've played is like it's really cool and really interesting. It's a really experimental sort of structure for an RPG. It kind of does like the Dragon Quest 4 thing where it's different chapters focusing on different characters, but in this cohesive world. But it's Earthbound. It's the it's uh, Shigesate Itoi doing a follow up to Mother too, and I think there's some really interesting elements to it that I might one of these days I will sit down and let it sink in and get to all of it. But yeah, I this is the first game on my list uh, to play with that again that analog pocket. When that Ooh. thing comes, I have quite a I have quite a few games that I will be that I'll be playing on that. And, and mother three yeah. is the, at the top of the list. That is how I'm Barbie's to... pointing at pony adventure. Yes. Austin dogs. powers. Yeah. Austin Game powers. Ben ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then mother three and mother three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm shocked that this is not number one. this is the mm-hmm. game that I've, from what little I've played of it, I really like, obviously, I think, mean, I think a lot of most people agree. This is a classic, uh, in Japan and we've always wanted to come to the U S uh, man, this is a uh, yeah. This is a big one. I'm try, I'm trying to for people who don't know what this game is. Uh, Lucas from Smash Brothers comes from yes. this game. Um, 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm really interested. Her number one. What All could right. it even be? All right, and I feel like you can kind of guess when you know the idea that I own it, and that uh, I've brought it up before. I've chosen it. It might be the very first reason why I requested we do uh, Japan Japanese selections, or at least the first one where I finally won my case, and you guys let me because I don't think you guys let me for Super Nintendo. Oh, interesting. Uh, so it is for the Nintendo 64. It is Sin and Punishment, and yes, it technically got ported to the Wii Virtual Her, Console, but I'm still collecting it. <laughs> I am because I own it and I played it, and it was my first import buy ever, and so that's what it means to me. It was always Japanese only. We it doesn't exist <laughs> on that Virtual Console. Never happened. Oh my God! This has been an in- the, for, uh, for the <laughs> listeners. Sin and Punishment has been translated into English by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. For over a decade, it has been available, and since 2015, so you could buy horses. this on almost every. No, since 2015, since way before it was on. Oh, um, it was on the Wii. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I see. It was re-released on Wii U in 2015. Still yeah. counts. It, Still it, how does this count? Only. It doesn't count at all. It, mm. It's like it's you can you can uh, Final Fantasy V. No, does that count? Been, no, it doesn't, because that's on the PlayStation 1 port or whatever. Right, um, yes. <laughs> fine, then replace it with Vib Ribbon for PlayStation 1. Yeah. <laughs> but Ribbon Game, Vib where you put your in your own music. We'll put an addendum. That it's Sin and Punishment is number one with the okay. addendom that Vib Ribbon is, is technically real. correct. <laughs> I'm I so do. Shocked. I'm actually shocked that you wanted to put Sin and Punishment as number one mm-hmm. because you could have also told us the story about how you imported Ooh. it and still uh, had an actual legit Japanese. Uh, do you have a? Well, let's get into honorable mentions because we sure, gotta. Sure. We want to talk about those. So, what are some uh, games I'm very interested to hear? Some games you left off your list. So, I think Super Famicom was like the first real white time I was starting to seek out Japanese games. So, I have a lot of those. I have like. The Doraemon games specifically, were, which right. for Super Famicom never came out into the U.S. except for Legend of the Mystical Ninja, which is like the RPG one. But a lot of his were like side-strolling and tough, and they were like really weird action games with like their own floaty physics. And I think those were really cool. Yeah, those. Um, I mean, that that first one is like that. It's it's like a it's an action platformer. Yeah, but and, uh, but yeah, they had so many sequels that came out that didn't. Yes. Yeah. Similarly, like all the Tunio Tun games, which finally got like a sort of collection now, mm-hmm. but which I still don't think is totally complete. But like a lot of them, you can import in like they're very easy to understand and play because it is just like all beat 'em ups or all action games, like very straightforward. Um, and then, yeah, I have specifically as an addendum Bare Knuckle Free, which is Streets of Rage Free, but mm. the Japanese version specifically is more worth playing. Like there's more like of a balance to it that's actually better. And I think it has more features. I think it just somehow just didn't. I think the same thing happened with like At Razor 2, where like the US version is a little easier somehow. Mm. Um, and then uh, I think, yeah, the other hit honorable mentions were ones that did get ported, like Live Live, Psychic Densetsu, et cetera. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my honorable mentions were uh, the Going Mom games. Actually, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten that there mm-hmm. is so many left in Japan there, but that is definitely a game that's like. Um, those are those are great games that I would love to pl- have more time with, play play more of. Um, uh, all of the great battles games for the Super Famicom. Do you know about these? They're are like 
they're Gundam games, but they're like little side-scrolling oh. action platformers with little chibi cute Gundams. Interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't they, know, they, they rock. I didn't know Gundam has like a bunch of games in Japan that we never got. I'd never really played them, though. Yeah, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz is actually another That's really true. fun Super Famicom game that is a, uh, a fighting game. Um that uh for the super nintendo really good game it would have been much really appreciated too during gundam wings tsunami run because i was dying for a gundam wing game back then um let's see uh one i i am so shocked that you didn't have this on your list and that it Ooh. wasn't number one or two this is how big of a deal this game is for super famicom in the same kind of vein as like terranigma is marvelous Mm. Have have you I, never played Marvelous? I don't think I ever actually played that one. Uh, it sounds familiar. Marvelous for Super Famicom. Yes, Marvelous is one of the White mm. Whale games for Super Famicom. That was like it was very late into the SNES's wow. life. It's like it's like got a really beefy cartridge with a lot of storage space on it. It uh it doesn't emulate very well. It's one of the hardest games to emulate on a Super Nintendo from Super Nintendo times. Um. And it does have a fan translation, but it is like it never came to the United States. And it, by all accounts, it's it's a game as good, if if not better, than like an Earthbound type game. I'll have to check that out. I definitely actually haven't played that one. I do remember I played another one for Super Famicom called Magical Poppin', which is pretty good. Yeah. yeah Magical Poppin's great. Yeah. But yeah. no, I've not played that one. That looks really cool. Yeah. Marvelous is great. It's got a lot of cool like... Uh, yeah, like an Earthbound vibe to it, and mm. that it's not really combat focused. It's more about like you know friendship and and and, and whatnot. Um, the uh, the GameCube has a um, uh, has a Konami uh, Smash Bros. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> or I guess. Uh, Dream Mix TV. It's called Dream Mix TV World Fighters. It's actually a crossover between um, Hudson and uh, uh, yeah. Konami. Yeah, I see uh, Bomberman is ready there to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would assume plant bombs and kill people immediately, but it probably just beats people up with his little pink fists. <laughs> yes, uh, you can. You can play as Bomberman. Uh, Solid Snake is in the game, so you can play as Optimus Solid Snake. Prime is in this game. Optimus Prime is in the game. Um, yeah, really weird fighter. Uh, yeah. I, this is one of the few games I've ever streamed <laughs> <laughs> in my life. Uh, yeah, um, there's a ton of stuff that's actually coming out very soon that I definitely would have put on this list, like um, the uh, what's the the um, the mech kind of fighter game or mech top down strategy game that's supposed to come oh, out. Oh, front mission. Front I mission. Think, yeah, it's being yeah. ported. Yeah, those were. Yeah, also in consideration because I'm a fan of those, but yeah, they're game ported. But one game that I think that's never uh, seen the light of day here is Assault Suit Leons. Have you, do you know about Assault Suit? I've heard of that. I think there's like a sort of, is there like a Steam version or something? Maybe I think I've played something somewhere, but it was like a Genesis game, right? Yeah, well, there's a Genesis and a and a SNES like version of it, Mm. but then there's a, um, then there's but then there is like a Saturn uh version that is like that has never never come out. Um uh that oh it known in America as Target Earth for that nineteen ninety game. Mm. Um yeah, uh there's like um yeah, but there's definitely a um 
a Saturn version. It's like by all accounts, like just completely fun and crazy. Um, any tr- there's a treasure game too that I'm not thinking of that I think is like highly sought after. Yeah, I was concerned that too because Bondio for Nintendo 64 is kind of a different beast than the one that got made in the U.S. for Dreamcast. But yeah, Bondio is all. It almost feels like a even though I get it. It it all, it had a Dreamcast release, right? But that's it. Yeah, I think. Um, they made a DS sequel-ish type of thing, but that was very yeah. different. But yeah, I don't think anything else has come out from them. Yeah, from that um, series. games like uh, 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 Radiant Silver Gun, um, yeah, and uh, Silhouette Mirage. Uh, you know, those games were like very very cool. You brought up Sin and Punishment, obviously. There's Number one um, on the list, baby. Number number one on the list. Uh, there's um, I'm trying to think of anything. Let's see here. Oh my god, they made Wario World. I forgot about that. Yeah, that game stinks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's. I, I, I. Oh, I guess. I guess. Uh, you know, the game Alien Soldier did get finally a fan tra- or, or an actual translation. Yeah, but and, it was for years. You know, and Ready and Silver Gun was like on free Xbox Three Sixty. That's right. Yeah, I got that. I heard of this one that they made, Rakugaki Showtime for PlayStation, which is kind of like a four-player smashy type of like game, but it's all like yeah, pen and pencil drawn. It looks cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, uh, LSD for PS One. Also, yes. it's lost in stuck Some in Japan, trippy. but super weird, super trippy. Well, Hearn, I think that's gonna do it for our top ten stuck in Japan games. Just to review with the listener, we mm-hmm. have top ten. Uh, number ten is Please Knots. Number nine is For Whom the Frog Bell Tolls. Number eight is Dragon Quest Ten. Seven, Shining Force. Three, Scenarios Two and Three. Six is Pulse Man. Five is Terra Enigma. Four, Toe Ball Two. Three, The Fireman. Uh, two is Mother Three, and number one is Sin and Punishment slash Vib Ribbon. Uh, let's go out with uh, some plugs, my dude. Where can people find you? What do you yes. want people to know? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Michael C. Hearn. You can visit my website, michaelchern.com, for information on my upcoming short films and current short films. Um, planning to release this year. Uh, Big Ideas Detective Agency starring Michael Stevens, and then working on pre-production on a new film that I'll probably put some updates about. Whoa. Best, yeah, is, is that an exclusive. exclusive? Have you broke the, is it, are you breaking uh, this, the exclusive here? Yeah, I'm breaking the NDA that I signed with myself to tell you. <laughs> yes. Um, tell you and everyone listening first. Perfect. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow the show on Twitter at Video Games, a comedy, or at VGA Comedy Show. Uh, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash radio. We have a ton of fun stuff uh, coming out to that just about every single day of the week. Something new, something exclusive to that Patreon at different tiers. Um, we have a good time over there. I like to say we let our hair down over there. You know, a lot of us have long flowing locks that we like to keep up in a nice bun for professional uh, situations. But when we're on that Patreon, we like to Undo the hair tie and let those yeah. locks just flow down. It's so like you two are samurais in a fight, and the Patreon is when one Ronda sword move finally lets loose the whole hair, and now you're <laughs> in rage mode. Yes, and now, yeah, then it's berserker time. Uh, thank yes. you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with a brand new topic about a brand new thing. Goodbye. Bye.